Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of eosinophilic granulomatosis with polyangiitis, previously known as Churg-Strauss syndrome. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 35-year-old man presents to his primary care physician for numbness and weakness of the left lower extremity in a cold-like symptom. He has also noticed skin changes in the affected leg. His medical history is significant for asthma treated with albuterol. Physical exam is significant for 3 out of 5 strength throughout the lower extremity and decreased touch sensation. There are cutaneous and subcutaneous nodules. Laboratory findings are significant for positive MPO-ANCA or P-ANCA and a serum eosinophil level of 8,000. Let's continue with an introduction to eosinophilic granulomatosis with polyangiitis. Clinically, it is defined as a multi-system small and medium-sized artery necrotizing vasculitis characterized by rhinosinusitis, asthma, and peripheral blood eosinophilia. With regards to epidemiology, patients that are affected are typically between 20 and 40 years of age, and it affects males more often than females. In terms of the pathogenesis, unfortunately, it is currently unknown. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms and physical exam findings will depend on the disease phase. In the prodromal phase, there will be atopic disease, asthma, and allergic rhinitis. In the eosinophilic phase, there will be peripheral blood eosinophilia and eosinophils that infiltrate organs such as the lungs. In the vasculitic phase, there will be vascular and extravascular granulomatosis. This will also include fever, weight loss, and skin lesions such as tender subcutaneous nodules. Other findings may include peripheral neuropathy and gastrointestinal involvement. In terms of further studies, labs should be obtained which will demonstrate positive MPO-ANCA or P-ANCA antibodies. There will be an increase in IgEE level and the peripheral blood will demonstrate eosinophilia. This is a characteristic finding. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about granulomatosis with polyangiitis, with differentiating factors being that there will be positive PR3-ANCA or C-ANCA antibodies, and there will be upper and lower respiratory and renal involvement. Also think about temporal arteritis, with differentiating factors being that this occurs in elderly patients with temporal headaches and jaw claudication, and there is a high risk of blindness if it is untreated. In terms of the treatment, medical options include high-dose glucocorticoids, This is indicated for the induction of remission. Complications related to eosinophilic granulomatosis with polyangiitis include necrotizing glomerulonephritis, purpura, and parenchymal disease. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that it is improved with immunosuppressive treatment. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to eosinophilic granulomatosis with polyangiitis, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 37-year-old man presents to his primary care physician with worsening cough and asthma. The patient reports that he was in his usual state of health until one month ago when he developed a cold. Since then, his cold has improved, but he continues to have a cough and worsening asthma symptoms. He says that he has been using his rescue inhaler three times a day with little improvement. He is studying for an accounting exam and states that his asthma is keeping him up at night and making it hard for him to focus during the day. The patient admits to smoking tobacco. His smoking has increased from a half pack per day since he was 17 years old to one pack per day during the past month to cope with the stress of his exam. 
the patient's temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 110 over 74. Pulse is 75 beats per minute, and respirations are 15 breaths per minute, with an oxygen saturation of 97% on room air. Physical exam is notable for mild expiratory wheezes bilaterally. Labs are obtained and they demonstrate a sodium of 144, chloride of 95, potassium of 4.3, bicarbonate of 23, urea nitrogen of 24, glucose of 100, and creatinine of 1.6. A CBC demonstrates a leukocyte count of 13,000 with 63% neutrophils, 15% eosinophils, less than 1% basophils, 20% lymphocytes, 1.3% monocytes, and a hemoglobin of 13.5, hematocrit of 50%, and platelets of 200,000. Urinalysis reveals proteinuria and microscopic hematuria. Which of the following is associated with the patient's most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are, choice 1, C ANCA levels. Choice 2, hepatitis B surface antigen. Choice 3, IgA deposits. Choice 4, P ANCA levels. Or choice 5, smoking. The best answer to this question is, choice 4, P ANCA levels. This patient with a cough, asthma, renal abnormalities, and peripheral eosinophilia most likely has eosinophilic granulomatosis with polyangiitis syndrome, which was formerly known as Churg-Strauss syndrome. The disease activity of eosinophilic granulomatosis with polyangiitis correlates with P. ANCA levels. Eosinophilic granulomatosis with polyangiitis is a necrotizing granulomatosis of small vessel vasculitis. It involves multiple organs, especially the heart, lung, and kidneys. Patients present with cough, asthma, renal abnormalities, as evidenced by an elevated BUN and creatinine, proteinuria and hematuria, and peripheral eosinophilia. P. ANCA levels will correlate with disease activity. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. C. ANCA levels correlate with disease activity of granulomatosis with polyangiitis, formerly known as Wegener granulomatosis. Granulomatosis with polyangiitis is a small vessel vasculitis that affects the nasopharynx, lungs, and kidneys. It is not associated with eosinophilia. Choice 2. Hepatitis B surface antigen is associated with polyarteritis nodosa. Polyarteritis nodosa is a medium vessel vasculitis that presents in young adults and affects most organs except the lungs. Clinical features include hypertension, abdominal pain with melena, neurologic disturbances, and skin lesions. Choice 3. IgA deposits are associated with Henoch-Schönlein purpura. HSP is a vasculitis that presents in children, usually following a URI, and is due to IgA immune complex deposition. Symptoms include non-blanching, palpable purpura, gastrointestinal bleeding, and hematuria. IgA deposits could also occur in the kidney and cause a nephritic syndrome and Berger disease, also known as IgA nephropathy. This would present with hematuria and proteinuria without increased eosinophils or asthma. Choice 5. Smoking is highly associated with Berger disease. Berger disease is a necrotizing vasculitis that involves the digits, presenting with ulceration, gangrene, and autoamputation of the fingers and toes. Finally, a bullet summary. Eosinophilic granulomatosis with polyangiitis, also known as Churg-Strauss syndrome, presents with asthma, cough, renal abnormalities, and peripheral eosinophilia, 
and disease activity correlates with P-Inga levels. That's all for this review about eosinophilic granulomatosis with polyangiitis, formerly known as Churg-Strauss disease. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.